for the youth, I'ma be spitting it like a missing tooth. Surrounded by the army of God, and I'm with the troops. Give salute, reverse all the curses, they get salute. So I gotta take the gloves off every time I hit the booth. Yeah, saying playing duck hunt, and he trying to hit a goose. Got my best friend in bondage, and we gotta get him loose. First I called the name of Jesus, every demon got a poof. When you ride with the truth, smack the lightning at his Zeus. Been a menace before I became a force in the crew. I was planted in the dirt first, of course, and I grew. Pain brought me to my purpose. I'm a wound in the zoo. The Lord continues to break all the chains of scorpions through. You will officially take the angels singing melodies, telling me what's the Lord forgave me for my felonies. Man, it's just an honor to be here with you right now, man, sharing this platform with you. I know I got a lot of questions for you. First of all, we're going to get right to it. Real talk, I want to give you a compliment because I love your flow, bro. But just just in general, you, you kind of give us that music that I feel has been missing. I feel like it's been missing, but you bringing it back and you're doing it in the name of Jesus, bro. So that's what we really going to talk about. Um, let us know real quick. A little bit about your background, where you from, for the people that may not know it, what you be doing? <laughs> yo, so my background is, yo, I was born in New York, you know what I mean? And I just kind of moved all over, bro. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Jersey. I'm back in New York, Brooklyn. I'm from, I'm in Connecticut right now. I've been upstate. Like, I'm one of them people that just been a little bit everywhere, bro. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. And so, um, as of right now, man, tell us some of the things that you've been focused on. I see you got a new project that just dropped, you know, hideous. It's, it's amazing, man. So let's talk about that really quick, man. What was one of the things that inspired you to start this project and, and what impact you hope it has on the culture? Well, as you said, man, you know, I, I do a particular type of style, you know, and, and CHA set isn't really like uh Oh, maybe champion is the word I want to use because there, because there is a bunch of artists that do the same thing that I do. That's why I created a whole playlist called Gritty CHH, full of artists that you know do similar. Um, with this project, Hideous, I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to uh, just you know show more of myself artistically because you know you don't you don't want to paint yourself in a corner either. <laughs> you know what I mean, right. like. You know, right. when it comes to, like, bars, punchlines, you know, stuff like that, bro, I, I do that all day. And I got I got five more projects in the tuck that's done, that's hard. So for people that feel like, yo, man, wow. I didn't get that gritty uh -huh. on this project, you got you got a lot more <laughs> to come. But with this, bro, I really okay. want to, like, okay. you know, kind of show my heart, show where I'm, where I'm at in my walk with Jesus. You know what I mean? Some of my experiences, challenges that I face, you know, and show that, you know, yo, this walk, this walk is real, bro. It's a real walk. It's this, it's great yeah. times and and yo, this this hard times. You feel me? So I just wanted to put out a piece of work that's relatable. Speaking about your walk, man, take us on that journey. You know what we do on this podcast here. I got something I like to call that coming to Jesus Jesus moment. So. For you, what was that moment where you was like, you know, I'm going to change my, my life around. I recognize that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and I'm going to do better. What was I mean, that yo, moment for you? Um, in 2016, um, I seen my mom. I seen my mom one day. And, you know, obviously, we didn't want to see each other. We, ain't, we, wasn't, we ain't live in the same state, so we didn't see each other much. So 
you know, I was in Jersey at the time, and um, she was in the Bronx, New York. So she was like, you know, baby, I want to talk to you. I said, all right. So my mom was a Christian. My mom was Pentecostal-type Christian, you know what I mean? Like, rowdy. <laughs> rowdy. You know, yeah. uh, super, you know, just out there preaching in the street type stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, she had a real heart for the homeless. Anyway. It, it seemed that God would, would opened up her eyes into like the spiritual, so so my mom could see into the to the spirit as as real as we're looking at each other right now. You know what I mean? And she was like, "Baby, I, I see, mm -hmm. I see demons." I said, "I wasn't saved at the time." I'm like, "Huh?" She was like, "Baby, I see demons." She was like, I see them everywhere. I see them. She was like, this is why I tell you, you, you need to pray before you leave the house. You you know, there's stuff that's, uh, you know, going on that, you know, we don't see that's really operating and you really you need to you need to pray. So she would tell me these stories of, of just, you know, what she was seeing. And, yo, I ain't gonna lie, she was scaring me. She scared me bad, bro. I'm, I, I felt <laughs> like I was sinking, bro, when she was telling me. I ain't gonna lie to you, like, because I believed her. You know, um, so anyway, yeah, it got to a point where it was too much for me to handle, and I was like, Ma, please stop telling me. She's like, All right, so, um, you know, I, I was gonna leave at the time. I ain't have a, I ain't have a whip at the time, so you know, in New York, the trains is, is a thing, you take the train. So she's like, I'm gonna walk with you, uh, right. to the train station. I said, All right, so she walked with me halfway, and she was like, like, I'm, I'm going to just pray for you right here. Pray. So she grabbed my hand and she started praying for me in the middle of the street. And she was like, God, I told him everything you wanted me to tell him. Now do what you got to do. She was murdered mm. a week later. You know what I mean? Um, she was shot to death. Mm. So, um, you know, I was getting, uh, you know, reports and stuff like that, that she was getting robbed. And her, uh, you know, her partner at the time jumped into Defender, and they shot her. Later on that day, um, wow. <clears throat> I found out that uh, it was actually him who killed her. You know, um, the relationship wasn't working out, and he just had a real, um, if I can't have you, nobody, nobody will. So, you know, he shot her, mm. um, and he ended up coming Man, that's tough. That's tough. How did you how did you process that, man? I mean, I know that was that was a rough situation to deal with, man. Mentally, where was you at, you know, when you got that kind of news? Like how did you how did you deal with it? Yo, bro, like when I think about it today, like there, there's so many times where I go back to to that and I'm like, yo, that was God, bro, cuz I was I was I wasn't well, bro. I wasn't well. And the first thought was, we gonna do the same to his. That was the, th that was the thought. Mm -hmm. That was the thought. We gonna do the same to his. We gonna get even. You know, um, and I had a lot, a lot of people that was, you know, willing to help that mission. You know, come true, but it didn't. It didn't come true. It didn't come true. Right. Everything just didn't connect. So, um, yo, I had to just go 
through the motions, really, bro. Like I was, I was put in a situation where I just had to deal with it. I had to just, you know what I mean? I had to mm. just take it on the chin, and yo, bro, I, like I suffered, bro. That's, that's all I could say. I suffered. That's my mom. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I was wrestling. I was wrestling I with mean, those. Like, yeah. yo, I wish I could save her. I wish I was there. Like, mm-hmm. that's that was my mind. Like, man, like, why her? You know what I mean? And the dude who did it, mm-hmm. she met at church. So he's a Christian man. Wow. So you was dealing with a lot of church pain. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of pain. But you know what? Even even though I wasn't saved, I didn't blame God. I ain't blame God. I wasn't. I, I, I didn't get angry at God. You know, it was this dude's, you know, whatever. It was him. It wasn't God. Right. So, right. yo, so a lot happened in like a six month time. So before my mom got killed, she was taking care of my grandmother who's in a coma, who's still in a coma today. Um, that rolled over on me. You know, um, I was with a girl at the time that I thought was going to be my wife or something like that. She left me cause I was grieving too hard. <laughs> and, and mm. yo, and when yo when when tragedy in your life happens, your world stops, but the world don't stop. So you still gotta you, this the rent still gotta get paid, bills st- still gotta get paid. So I'm trying to work in this, you know, yeah. mindset. They end up firing on firing me on my birthday. So all in a six month time, I felt like bro, I was gonna die, bro. If it was possible to feel like. Is it, if it was possible to die from heartbreak, that I felt like I used to say that I feel like I feel, I feel like I want to die, bro. Like that's how I felt. Um, mm-hmm. So my dad, um, one day I seen him. He lived somewhere else. He lived in Connecticut. I just happened to see him. I was in Jersey and he was in Jersey, and he was like, "Yo, man, I want to see you." So we linked up, and um, he gave his life to the Lord. He wasn't, my dad wasn't a, a Christian either. But he gave my dad, he gave his life to the Lord. And I never in my life would think my dad would be a Christian, you know. And he was just like, yo, man, I know you're going mm-hmm. through a lot. If you want to go to, the, you know, church, man, like, et cetera, et cetera. So he invites me to church and I go. And, um, yo, I've always heard, you know, oh, I felt the Lord's presence. Oh, you know, and I'm just thinking that's just church talk. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's churchy, it's, you know, like, mm-hmm. until, until I felt the yeah. presence of God for real. You know what I mean? And, and like, yo, you know, I felt, I felt like oil all over my body and the pastor that never met me, don't know me. He started speaking my life, started reading my mail to me. And I'm like, Hey, yo, like after that experience, Experience. I'm now. I'm wrestling with that. I really experienced what I just experienced. I'm automatically like doubting it. Like now, nah, I'm tripping, bro. I go to church again a week, mm-hmm. two weeks later. The same feeling, bro. Like the same, you know, oil comes over me. I feel it, and I'm like, felt like God was highlighting me. There was a lady at the church that wasn't there the last time I was there. As soon as I felt it, she stood up and she walked to the back of the church. She started like rubbing my back and she said everything the pastor said. 
reading my mail. She said, there's a lot of mm. people like you that God wants you to talk to. There's a lot of people you have to share your story right. with. And I believed her, but I doubted myself. So as she's saying this in my head, I'm like, how? And it was like everything that I was doubting in my mind, quietly, she was responding to out loud. So if I said, if I said, I can't, I can't. Like God said, you can. But I don't yeah. know. In my mind, I'm like, I don't, the Holy I don't Spirit know. was talking through her. The Holy Spirit said, hey, I'm going to show you a way. Every, everything that I was thinking, immediate responses. So after that, I ain't going to lie to you. I still had so much anger that what happened to my mom, I stopped going to church. I started, you know, and not that I got saved there, but now I got like the, yo, I got the stamp. God's with me. You know, God know God knows yeah. who I am for real yeah. and he's calling me. That I knew. But I still I was just I didn't want to. Yeah. Um so time will go on. I used to drive trucks. You know what I mean? Um You know, I, I remember a lot of times I would just I used to drive like 10 hours a day just by myself so i used to just really i used to cry i used to just you know just try to you know figure out my thoughts this one day i put on some music i'm like i'm, I'm gonna just i'm gonna just figure it out man i'm gonna just figure out I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this thing whatever i'm feeling so i'm driving it's raining i make a left turn the truck flips over as the truck is flipping over i'm Thinking to myself, God already spoke to you. You know the truth. So you know where you're going when you're going to hit the ground. I thought I was going to die again. <laughs> so the truck flips over. I'm wow. dangling from my side. You know what I mean? And um, I hit eject from the thing, and I just fall. And I'm just like, I'm touching my body like, yo, I'm okay. Thank you, God. But then I start to panic because I think the, the truck is going to blow up truck is going to blow up so mm -hmm. somebody just happens to be in the middle of the woods where i was and pulled me out you know and i automatically i'm thinking about god etc etc but it still wasn't enough i was in the strip club a week later thinking about yo god just saved you bro <laughs> wow. you know what i mean um but i, I yeah. just felt like you know like i felt like i was like damaged goods like god couldn't use me what would begin to happen, bro, was I would start to get, like, panic attacks, bro. Like, I don't know if you ever had one, but it feels like hell on earth. It, it, and you can never explain. There's not. It just happens, bro. There is no trigger. There's something going on. You, mm. you feel me? Like, so I would start to have panic attacks, and I never had them before. I would just start to, I, I just started to bug out in my mind. And I was getting that frequently. To the point that I thought I was having a heart attack. I remember I had a, a panic attack in my sleep. I'm sleeping and I had a panic attack. Mm. That I was convinced I was having a heart attack, bro. So I drove myself to the ER. If I was having a real heart attack, I'd be out of here. But I, <laughs> not like I got experience yeah. in heart attacks. I drive myself to the ER. They tell me, yo, your heart beating fast. Not, not heart attack fast. So, um... You know, I leave the, the the ER and I go home and I just tell God, I'm like, God, you know, like what I struggle with, you know, what I'm going to fail at, you know, everything about me, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to do my best.
And I've been doing that ever since. That was October 16, 2018. Wow, man. That was a lot of pain that you went through, a lot of experiences that you went through and you had. You know, um, when you was going through all of that, did you have anybody that you was reaching out to or you really was just processing that by yourself? Yo, you know, uh, people always want to say I was alone. I was just thinking about this the other day. I wasn't alone, but people just didn't know what to say to me because it, it was it was unrelatable to them. Like, people have lost parents and stuff like that from sickness or old age. Could nobody give me words to console me for my mom getting shot? You feel me? So people used to, people used to say yeah. they would look at me with, like, pain, and they'll be like, yo, bro, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm sorry. You feel me? Like, that was the response my pops told me that like maybe like a year ago he's like yo i didn't know what to say to yeah. you when you was up in that room you feel me right and how how do those responses make you feel when you heard that um it just made me feel it made me feel like alone it made me feel alone like i gotta like search for other people that parents that died in the same way you feel me like you know right So, in other words, it wasn't something that, like, you felt like they really could relate to either. You know, at the same time, you, you would hear it, but it would yeah. be like, you really yeah. don't know my problem. Yeah. It sounds good, but, yeah. like, you so, really don't so for So, for them, instead I of just you. saying something generic, they just be like, yo, bro, I don't know what to say to you, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm, I, right. I can't imagine. Now, you know that, what I mean? That's the people, things just people say to me. I can't imagine. Right. Now, I'm asking you this because, you know, people do struggle with things where they feel like mm -hmm. other people can't relate, you know, and I, and I wonder, in the mind of a person that's going through that much pain, what advice would you give to somebody on the other Well, hand? you know, I, when I gave my life to Jesus, he he healed me from that, bro. I still think about my mom sometimes and I'll, I'll have my moment, but it's not like before, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I was able to let go. I was able to forgive the dude that did it when I wasn't a Christian. Mm -hmm. I didn't have God to run to. I didn't think that was an option. You know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, uh, right. to handle it. You know what I mean? When I came to God and I'm reading, you know, uh, what Jesus said to Nicodemus, if you hate your brother, you are a murderer in your heart. If you look at a, a woman with lust, you already committed adultery. So when I'm reading these scriptures, I'm realizing I'm just as guilty as the man that killed my mom because it's already in my heart. I wanted to do the same and mm. even put him to the side, just period in my life the wickedness that I have entertained. Because right there, Jesus is saying, you ain't got to do it to do it. You mm. ain't gotta do it to do it. It That's just gotta deep. already. It's it's gotta be there. It's, you feel it's me? In your heart. That means if the opportunity right. presented itself. You will. So, you know, I had to realize how much forgiveness I needed, bro. Cause yo, it's crazy. Imagine this dude mm. who killed my mom repents, right? Repents and he gets saved. And me being the victim of this situation, you know, I have all the right to hate him. But in the end, 
I don't mm-hmm. get saved because I didn't forgive. <laughs> like, like, it's right. crazy like that. But I'm like, yo, yeah. I yeah. want to be saved, bro. I want to be saved. I want God to forgive me yeah. because I know what I've done. I know what I've done. I know what I've entertained. Yeah. The things in the darkness that we probably won't tell people. You know what I mean? Like, how scary yeah. would it be if God were to expose every thought that has roamed in our mind that we have entertained? This is true. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they feel like their unforgiveness is justified. But I love the perspective that you just put on that because at the end of the day, we don't deserve what God has done for us in our lives at all. We have all made so many mistakes that could have said, you're not going to make it to heaven. But yet, the sacrifice Jesus did on the cross for us was so great. It was the ultimate sacrifice. Even the thief that was on a cross next to him got to go to paradise just for believing what Jesus was doing was for us. And so that's real, real deep because the word does say you forgive or you won't be forgiven or your father in heaven won't forgive you. So just to think that the heavenly standard that God has, no human qualifies without Jesus. That's deep when you really think about it. And I'm happy that you were able to really forgive that person because part of forgiveness is moving, being able to move forward. You know what I'm saying? It's being able to get better, get heal yourself, you know, in that process, because when you have this unforgiveness in your heart, you actually open doors to those demons to torment you without even realizing it. It's like you stuck in this pain, you stuck in this depression because you haven't forgive somebody, you know, and, and in that situation, um, can really drive you to your own death because your heart, it's like a cancer to your heart. You know, every single day you might end up in a position where you may ask yourself, what am I here for? What I got to live for? And then you start to blame everything in the, around you and your life as a whole. So forgiveness is big. I mean, I want to say it's one of the most important things you can do because how can God forgive you for what you've done if you can't forgive others? It speaks volumes when it comes to forgiveness, man. Um, now, let's talk about your music and getting you to mm-hmm. Rapzilla and all these different things, man. What was that process like? For Yo, you? Rapzilla just reached out, you know. Um, you know, I came in, you know, CHH with a particular type of style. And yo, with this hideous project, I'm already showing that I could do the other styles. I could do what everybody do. But I thought it was very important for me to come in as a lyricist, you know, someone representing the East Coast with the boom bap, you know, soul sample type beats, you know. Plus, yo, when I got saved, I couldn't find that. I couldn't find it like that. Um, what I what yeah. I like, not saying that CHAs don't got spitters or nothing like that. I don't want to say that. That's that'd be a lie. That's, we have great lyricists in this side of things, but just that New York kind of sound that I like. Yeah, cause yo, before Christian rap, I used to be a battle rapper. I got wild battles on YouTube and stuff like that. You feel me? So I'm all about being dope. You know what I mean? And here and here and hearing so the wordplay and stuff like you that. So I was feeling real empty and I had the thought of y'all how many I wonder, I wonder how many other people that get saved that that come from a certain place feel that way. 
You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, oh, man, mm -hmm. I'm going to do, do that. And that's kind of how I, you know, um, you know, got in the scene, really, because in my mind, I'm thinking I'll probably make a name more if I go against the grain versus doing what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? It was it was strategic. Right. Now I kind of feel like, you know, the people that know me, they know what it is that I do. So now I could kind of just stretch out a little bit. Like I said, I'm not abandoning abandoning it. I got mad joints where it's going to be hard. But now I'm, I want to just start showing more of the, exactly. you know, song crafting and stuff like that. Your boy need a hit, man. I'm tired of going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that one. I mean, I think, you, you know, with the sound that you you came in the gate with, man, it's definitely something that's very isolated but necessary. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when I hear it, it's like, right. <laughs> I got to keep this going. This right here, this is it. You know what I'm saying? And it's so different. Also, you know, with uh, the way music is going nowadays, everyone's starting to sound the same, bro. Everybody's starting to sound the same. I miss the day where people had their own, like, unique voice. You know what I'm saying? Where you hear it, and it's like, I know exactly who that is. You know what I'm saying? Even if they just talking, you know who that is because their voice is so unique. But nowadays, with all the technology and stuff, man, there's a lot of people that do sound like other artists when it comes to that. That don't mean their lyrics are the same, but just in general, the actual sound can sound similar. You know what I'm saying? Um, we live in a day where you can compare somebody and be like, oh, this sounds like this artist, or this sounds like that artist. It's not as unique as it used to be. So when I heard when I hear your voice on the record, right. I know exactly who that is. You get what I'm saying? Like it's really unique to you and your sound. So that's what I enjoyed about it the most. And there's definitely a few artists out there that still in that lane when they, they have their own unique sound. So I always appreciate that from an artist. Um now did you come into the game knowing other Christian hip hop artists or you were just kinda like the new guy on the block. I'm just trying to I knew figure Dayton. out what's I going knew Dayton on. Prior, you know, I knew we have a mutual friend, and I knew about Dayton when I was like, like a kid. Okay. You feel me? Like Dayton was always putting in work, and he was always kind of popular wherever he was at. So I knew about him when he was a secular artist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he knew of me. He knew of me because our mutual friend would like send him okay. my stuff too. Like, you feel me? Um, I spoke to him once when you know when i was a kid and um that was the only conversation but we was on i remember we was on the phone for like two hours and i remember he had just gave his life to the lord um and then we ain't speak i ain't wow. speak to him for 10 years or something like that you know what i mean and then when i give my life to the lord i, I didn't i didn't automatically run into christian rap i didn't i didn't become a Christian rapper right away. It, it took some time, you know what I mean? Because I thought it, I thought it was important mm -hmm. for me to at least know the basics, you know what I mean? Like I took that serious because I look at this yeah. as a responsibility. I want to, you know, I, I look at this like a responsibility. Exactly. It's not all about music, you know what I mean? I want my heart to be in the right place, you know, and I want God to be proud of what I do musically and just with my life, you know what I mean? Um. Anyway, so right. he hits me up one day randomly on, on Instagram and he starts to kind of like witness to me in the DM. He's like, yo man. Cause yo, I had, I had dropped a secular project 
2018 that was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was doing pretty good. Um, and he heard it. He just somebody just played it for him. He's like, I know that dude. So he reached out and he was like, Yo, bro, heard your project, dope. I just want to let you know, man, that God has an amazing gift. And he started to like witness in my DM. He was like, Yo, yeah. And I'm work. like, Yo, bro, yeah. I'm uh, yo, I gave my life to the Lord a few months ago. And he was just like, Oh, praise God. And then he was just like, super helpful where he's like yo if you, you know what i mean you need me to listen to your music give you some critique and stuff like that i'm always here that was that you know what i mean so wow. um so i started to do music and i was started to send it his way and yeah we started to grow a friendship slowly but surely then one day he asked me if i wanted to be down with menace and i'm like yeah that's what's up man so as far as any artists out there that you were listening what First of all, were you listening to any other Christian hip hop artists when you first started? Like, did you have right, a so, favorite so, or, or so select before I was my man's, um, mm-hmm. who who was a uh, who's Seventh Day of Venice, he put me on to um, Lecrae and Trip Lee, and I remember as a non-believer, okay. I listened to them. Yeah, I listened to them, um, and yo, they they stuff. Yo, they stuffed planted seeds in me, bro. I remember. Like, when I really think about it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. When you become saved, you start to think about all the time God was trying to talk to you. And you just was oblivious. So I start thinking exactly. about, yo, bro, I used to work at a strip club, like, as a bouncer. And I remember I would go into the strip club listening to Lecrae. And, like, just the seeds being planted while I'm sitting there. Just peeping the perimeter, you know what I mean? And I'm listen, I'm listening to, I'm praying for you. You know what I mean? Like, ooh. yeah, ooh, I remember that song. Right. Boy, that song used to right. have a lot so, of souls. But when I became a Christian, I was listening to a lot of No Malice because, like I said, I was looking for a particular sound, and he had that joint. Like I listened to, I yeah. forget the name of the project, but it was his last project. I I think I burnt that joint out, and I listened to that joint. That was the only thing. Mm-hmm. And then I started. Shout out to No Malice. Right, man. right. my area. Right. Seven, five, and seven. then slowly but surely, I started to get introduced, you know, to, you know, the different artists. I forget how, but it happened. <laughs> I started to get introduced to, like, Seven and, and them type of, you know, Hog Mob, yeah. you know, G-O-M and stuff like that. Like, yeah. That's that's dope, man. One of the uh, takeaways I want to have from this conversation was that when you gave your life to, to the Lord, you really took it upon yourself to really learn, like you call it, the basics of what it is that you're really going to be getting yourself involved with. Um, musically speaking, how has that played a role into the new music that you put out now versus before? Like when you when people listen to your music. I know you want them to hear about your experiences that you've been through, but as far as the word go, what do you really want them to well, get out of it? When I first was my, my beginning music, like my first EP I dropped, uh, Renounce, um, I didn't have that much knowledge under me, but I just had a lot of zeal. So you're just getting that, that new Christian zeal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's a right. process. And it's then process, now, so. now I'm just kind of talking about you know, my experiences as a believer and, and like I said, some of, some of my challenges and and stuff like that. And I just feel like, especially with this hideous project is more for the believer to listen to versus like 
my other projects before that I look at more as like evangelistic. Like I have a song called Save My Homies and mm -hmm. I and that's how I that's how I uh base all my music. I call it Save My Homie Rap because all my music till hideous right. all my music was aimed towards people i used to deal with you know what i mean my, the the people i grew up with yeah. like to the streets you feel me like that that is my, what the aim of my music is but with this with hideous i had to right. talk about some christian things i'm going on like the division in the church people being fake sometimes you know what i mean and how we could feel that you know what I mean? Um, just some challenges. Like, I got a song called Work Truck where I had to, uh, I got into a bad accident where I thought somebody died and I, and it was either face it head on or, or flee. You know what I mean? Like, and, and me, like, calling on God, like, God, what yeah. do I do? Because my flesh wants me to run away, but the Holy Spirit in me is telling me to go check on this person. You feel me? Like, so, you know, I talk about mm. these things on Hideous. Wow, man. Definitely a lot to come for people. And the fact that you got more projects that's in the locker and you ain't pulled them out for us yet, I'm excited, bro. I really am excited. One thing I will say, um, I play music a lot of times for people right. I'm always spinning C4. I'm definitely spinning your music up there. And it's so funny how uh, we actually came across each other because I ran across you from, uh, I want to say it was Rapzilla the Cypher. I said, man, this dude right here, he he lit. Let's, let me check him out really quick. And so I checked out your music. I said, okay, I I rock it with this. I said, I gotta add this to my playlist. I gotta add that to my playlist. Started adding music to the playlist. And then I'm actually live on TikTok one day where I actually go on there and I'm actually trying to put people on a new music that's you know Christian hip hop. I'm putting people on a new music. And then I happen to see you hopping in. Now, how that happened? Right, right, right. I have no clue. I remember that. I have no clue how that happened. But you hopped up in the TikTok, and I'm just like, from that point forward, I said, it's something about you that I know God is doing in your life because that is, that's just a random coincidence anyway. You know, but the fact that that actually happened, and now we're here talking, I already know God knows exactly what he's doing, man. And one of the things I want to share with people is that there's times we go through things in our lives where we don't understand what's going on, but it's important to remember that we serve a God who stands outside of time. And so while you're going through something, you're looking at it through a very narrow, narrow view, like almost like tunnel vision. You don't see the entire uh, situation. You only see what's in front of you, but God, he's outside of your situation. So he's able to see the beginning he can see where your patterns is going to take you and where you're going to end. So he's going to do things that got your best interest at heart, and that's going to bring glory to the kingdom of God. So it doesn't matter how messed up your situation may be or how low you may feel in that moment. Remember that that's going to be a testimony that can bring glory to God. And so the, the lower you are to where you may feel like it's the bottom, the more people you will be able to reach and bring up to the top. Because that means you actually been there in their situation. Imagine your situation. If somebody had a very similar situation happen with their mom, then that person could reach you. You know what I'm saying? Because that person, when they told you, I understand how you feel, and I really, I've been through that before, and this was hard for me too, but this is what I did, you would have been able to receive that because they have been in a position where it was similar to yours and it was relatable. Just like you said, you were looking for other people that maybe had that situation happen to them. You know what I'm saying? Because you understood that 
maybe they understand the level of pain that you're dealing with. And so one thing that's so amazing about Jesus is that he took on all of our pain when he was on that cross. And he didn't deserve none of it. So if anybody know how you feel, Jesus definitely know how you feel. And so it doesn't matter if you're dealing with fear. It doesn't matter if you're dealing with uh, people that's lying on you, that's uh, not being trustworthy, being disloyal. Think about Judas. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's dealt with every possible situation. Even the devil himself tried to tempt Jesus when he was fasting. So there's nothing that you can go through in this life that he hasn't already gone through. And so that's why it's important for us to lean on him when we're going through those tough situations that we don't understand. He got all the answers, man. That's one thing <laughs> I can't say. He got all the answers. Right. <laughs> and that's facts. Anything you want to leave, leave the people with? Yeah, man. Hopefully like, they leave with Jesus, man. You know, listen, like, like my man's just saying, like, Jesus relates to everything, bro. He relates to everything that we have gone through. You know what I mean? Our pain, our temptations. Remember, when he was in the desert, Scripture says he was tempted at every point. So he's a relatable mm -hmm. God. You feel what I'm saying? So, yo, I don't know who you know, might be going through whatever. You know, one thing that really had <clears throat> helped me, especially diving in the Scriptures, is, yo, we just passing through this life. Whatever you're going through, we just passing through. We just this is a buffer before we go home, man. You feel me? So there's hope mm. in that. You know, it's hope it's hope knowing that Jesus is on the boat. Doesn't mean storms ain't gonna come. You know what I mean? But Jesus is on the boat. Even if the ship were to sink, Jesus is on the boat. We good. We good. So it's like no matter right. how this life go, if you got Jesus with you, whether you live or you die, you good. <laughs> what? That's deep. That's real, man. That's real. That's why it's important to have a relationship with Christ right now while you living, man. I want to share this with people before we go. I used to be the type of person when I was young. <laughs> I used to know of God and be like, listen. I had it all planned out. I said, right before I die, I will ask God for forgiveness. And I was like, then that way I, I know I'm going to heaven. And then one day I got, got hit in the hospital and was on a ventilator for 12 days. And I ain't had an opportunity. Everything that I'm talking to you about right now is all because of God's grace. God gave, gave me another chance. But just think about what I said. I, I really had that mentality that I was going to live my life, do what I wanted to do. And then on my last day, I was going to be like, Heavenly Father, please forgive me for my sin. I believe that opportunity don't come for people. Most deaths are unplanned, right. whether you believe it or not. Uh, most deaths happen at the snap of a moment. You can watch a car accident. Go look at some footage of car accidents that happen, people that died in fatal car accidents. Ask yourself, where were they going? Because I promise you that was not their destination in that moment when someone gets hit, hit by a drunk driver they wasn't planning on getting hit it just happened so that's the way life is sometimes things just happen but you got to be ready and so if you're not ready right now there's a problem right. with that and that's what i'm really trying to get you to understand there's a problem if you're not ready especially if you notice especially if you notice so what are you messing 
messing around with, man. What are, what are you doing in your life right now where you feel like I'm lukewarm? Because you know the Bible said he's going to spit you off for being lukewarm. You know, one thing I can't say about Jesus, y'all, he was very real. He right. kept in 1,000 with people. There's nothing that you're going through right now. He didn't tell you what was going to happen. He said people will persecute you for my name's sake. He said when people hate you, remember they hated me first. There's nothing that you can possibly say that Jesus shouldn't, that, that he didn't prepare you for in the word. But if you don't read the word, you're not going to be equipped for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to know that everybody is limited on their time here on earth. And one of the revelations I had from my whole experience on a ventilator was that I had to learn that, you know, everyone says when I would go to heaven, I want to, um, I want God to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Right. So everyone thing, yeah, I just want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. What are you doing for the kingdom right now? Ask yourself that. You ain't got to be a preacher. You ain't got to be a pastor. I'm not even saying you got to be a Christian hip-hop rapper. But what are you doing to really put the kingdom first in your life? What are you doing to really follow the will of God in your life? Because if you're following your will and you're only praying to God for blessings, that's a problem. I always think that, like, when I see, you know, like, certain prosperity teachings and stuff like that, I'm like, yo, it's not not that I don't believe God could bless you with these particular things, but what are you doing? Are you, you just, you just praying for stuff? Right. Like, you just want them to be a, your, your bank account? Like, are, what, what are you doing in your life? Because, you know, it's those that, that, that are occupied Absolutely. With, with God's work that, you know, I believe that, that get that, you know, favor from the lord if he so wills now what i've learned is that you know you brought up prosperity um preaching what i've learned a lot of things sound good but when you really get down to the actual word and you apply it because this same word is real so when i apply it i look at the disciples lives and we're striving to be like jesus and he allowed the disciples to kind of also leave us a path <laughs> an example of what it's right. like to be like christ we got to look at were they blessed or not? Because the last time I checked, every single one of them had a very, very, very rough ending. But one thing that Jesus always told them is that your treasure is in heaven. So once I got that revelation, I started to understand that just because you go through hardship don't mean you're not blessed. A blessing is being able to breathe. A blessing is being able to see, being able to walk, being able to talk. But the blessings being able to inherit the kingdom of God that's the real blessing so your treasure and everything that Jesus promised you when he said I go to prepare a place for you that's where your blessings are located a lot of people are looking for these materialistic blessings and so when they don't get it they start to feel like maybe I'm doing something wrong nah you're not doing something wrong all the time a lot of the time it may just be you got your blessings set on the wrong things you you're, you're equivalent uh blessings to your bank account to living in a mansion uh living uh, driving a, the fanciest car you know what i'm saying those things are materialistic things i'm not saying you can't have those if you don't if if that's something that a goal that you want to set for yourself i'm just saying we get it lines we get the lines confused a lot when we think that that's the blessings that that jesus was talking about you know what i'm saying so that was something that I had to learn along the way because, you know, the Bible says God will give you all the desires of your heart. 
but your heart got to be right first, meaning your heart has to be wanting the same things that God wants. So when God's will becomes your will, meaning all I want to do is please him, of course, he's going to give you all the desires of your heart because you got a pure heart. You got that heart that Jesus is looking for that he know other people is going to be blessed with. That's how he know you're ready. There's a lot of things that we don't get in our lives right now because right. we're not actually ready <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? When God, when God knows you're ready, then the blessings come. You know what I'm saying? But we do have to go through this process, man, and we can't skip it. And that's one thing I do know. Um, so I want to say, man, thank you so much for your time. I'm not going to hold you up too much. I know you got a lot going on, brother. Um, it, it definitely was an honor to have you here on the platform. I got two more questions for you. I always ask people these questions. Um, the first question is, what do you want to be remembered for? You know what I'm saying? It, it, when people bring up your name, what is something that you, if they don't get nothing about you, you want them to know that? Yo, man, that he ain't let go of Jesus. No matter how, no matter, no matter the situation, you feel me? Hard times, you know, trials, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yo, he always lifted Jesus' name on high, man. What is something that you want to give to the youth, man? Like for the next generation of people coming up with all the experience that you had in your life, if you could send a message to the youngest right now, um, uh, what word would you say to them? Yo, you know, study and show yourself approved, man. Look for, look for the, there's a lot in this world that is distracting is, you know, but take it for someone who, yo, there's so many times where I think about, I, I say stuff like, man, I wish I would have served Jesus sooner, man. I wasted a lot of time. And granted, the Lord uses all of, you know, our experiences that we've been through, you know, for greater. But if I could do it all over I would have served God right away. You know what I mean? Regret is a real thing. You feel me? Right. Regret is a real thing. Mm. And that's what I would tell these young kids, bro. Like, don't, you ain't going to want to wrestle with regret. Cause that's, that's a beast. Word up. <laughs> that's real, man. That's real, man. Y'all heard it, man. C4 Katona in the building. Thank you so much for coming Salute, to the King Legend Talks, bro. Be a king and a legend, boy. That's a big one, huh? He ain't enough to just be a king. And you got the lion in the background, boy. You's a dangerous guy, man. <laughs> uh, you are put through the fire. The only thing that kept me going was I knew it was going to happen. I believed it was going to happen. Oh, I used to print out that list, and I would put my name at the top. I would white out the person at the top, and I'd put my name. Now I'd print out that list and I'd keep it in my pocket for the next four months until one day the email that I got had my name at the top. See?